Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... This is the first week of the eighth season of the Mystery Theater, the longest-running consecutive present-day series of dramas on the air. To celebrate the new season, we bring you The Legend of Alexander, a man who believed in oracles, thunderbolts, and many gods, yet defied the world of man. A born military genius who at 20 swept over east and west and whose innovative war-making 300 years before Christ equaled anything seen since. The mystery of this man of the future who lived in the past is a paradox we hope to unriddle. Alexander, you have turned cruel. One changes, Parmenio. What has changed you? The useless, unnecessary death of my closest friend, Cyrus. I see him still, his head laid open by a piece of marble carelessly thrown by a Theban soldier. I held him, dying, in my arms. And I vowed I would burn Thebes to the ground. And I am. Our mystery drama, The Legend of Alexander, Part 4, The Oracle, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Gerald Keene and stars Russell Horton. I'll be back shortly with Act 1. Alexander was a modern young man who could have been a success in any country. He lived before his time. Like all youth through the ages, he was impetuous, yet never foolhardy. He was wise enough to ensure the odds were with him, which in those days meant checking in with the Oracle of Delphi. That was the smartest thing you could do. Of course I'll go with you, Alexander. In all my years... You know that I have never been to Delphi or consulted the Oracle? Cyrus, I find that hard to believe. Before you went into the cavalry, when you were a boy, didn't your father take you there? Never. My father consulted the Oracle before every battle. And I'm going to do the same. You're very serious about this, aren't you? It's my religion. Apollo's Oracle is my only contact with the gods. So, you're not going to undertake this mighty war against Persia... Without Apollo's advice. Oh, it's more than that, Cyrus. I want not only his advice, I want the gods to be on my side. So, you've never been there. It's imperative and frightening. Well, I, I, I hope I won't say or do the wrong thing to spoil it for you. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. You'll be lucky if you can say anything. It's so incredible and shocking to us ordinary mortals. I'm not even sure how I'll take it. Well, I... I... I, I don't think that even Apollo would call you an ordinary mortal, Alexander. Perhaps not. If you count up all those who fought with us and against us in the past year, who are now dead and I'm still alive, perhaps I'm not that ordinary. But since my mortality is something the gods have given me and can take away, I'm asking the oracle what the future holds. Will I live or die when I invade Persia? Persia. 
fainted dead away. I never passed out in my life, and I've spent months in the desert. Did, did you get your advice from the Oracle? No, no, I left in a hurry, carrying you. Well, I, I, I just can't forgive myself to collapse like some frail woman. Well, I'm perfectly all right now. Now, let me up from this pile of straw, and we'll go back to the temple. Oh, it's dark now. The temple's closed for the day. The shepherd will be back soon with some more wood for the fire. We'll share his bread and milk and honey. Spend the night here. First thing in the morning, Wait. What is it? You're right. We've got to go back to the Oracle right now, not wait till morning. People will be lining up all night. Well, surely the king would be granted an audience ahead of anyone else. Apollo makes no such distinctions. A man is only a man. Each is equally entitled to Apollo's wisdom, beggar or king. To Apollo, all mortals are equal. Well, isn't it possible that some mortals are more equal than others? <laughs> now, stop joking and hand me that torch. I'm going to light two of these from the fire... And we'll be on our way. No, way. The Delphic Oracle is closed. I know that. I'm Alexander, King of Macedon. I beg you to come to the gates. Did you say King Alexander? Priest, it is the king and he would speak with you. Let me hold my torch closer. It is the king. What happened to you today, your majesty? Athea was preparing to listen to your pleadings, and you had disappeared. It was my fault. We are here at this late hour to make certain I shall be the first petitioner tomorrow morning. I am afraid that is impossible. Tomorrow and the six tomorrows that follow are forbidden for prophecy. Return in one week, and I shall certainly arrange for you to be... First with the oracle. A week. We have no week. A war waits. A lifetime. My father's ambition. We cannot wait. A week. Your majesty, in seven days, she becomes so exhausted, she needs the next seven days to rest. The vapors which she inhales and inspire her with messages from Apollo could be fatal to her. Suddenly, dangerous if we didn't close down every other week. Let me talk to you not as a holy man, but as a patriot. We would all like time to restore ourselves. We all would like to know we're safe from harm and can close our eyes. But death is at the door. That is why I must have Apollo's help. I don't need it in seven days. I need it now. The Pathia has a responsibility to all people everywhere. Yes, but she is an elderly woman. And I am Alexander. I wait for no one. Holy man... Take up your torch and lead us to where she lives. What good would that do you? She lives in a little house in the village of Delphi. It isn't sacred ground. Is she the voice of the oracle or is she not? Yes, she is, of course. Then the spirit of Apollo is alive in her always and can answer my questions regardless of what house they come from. Priest, we follow. Lead the way. the house. But if she sees out of the night three men appearing with torches, she may be too frightened to speak. I've been watching you three men standing in front of my door talking. Holy man, is that you? Uh, Priscilla, I must apologize. 
What are all of you doing here at this hour? I should do nothing to prevent it. What do they want? Katia, I'm King Alexander. Of Macedonia. I know. And you, beside him, Osiris, chief of Alexander's cavalry. You have come for Apollo's opinion of some matter. But I cannot help you here. I am very tired. So please go away and arrange with the priest for an audience at a proper place and time. Good, Bethia. May we come inside your charming dwelling? No, you may not. It is a hovel, unfit for a king. Bethia, you belittle yourself. You're famous throughout the land. Must a king and country wait while a beautiful woman rests to make herself even more beautiful? While a strong and vital woman... Alexander, you are too much like your father. You don't resemble him, but (laughs) you have a certain way with you, as did he. (laughs) Beauty has a way with me. (laughs) At my age, I appreciate the compliment. But you are wasting your royal breath. Good night. Good night. Not giving anybody a private audience, and I am not leaving this house to do it. I don't wish you to leave your gracious house. Oh, come along with you, gracious house. (laughs) Even your father wouldn't have exaggerated like that. He wouldn't have? It's too much, Alexander. I love flattery, but not when it's ridiculous. This tumble-down shack should have been torn down and repaired years ago. It's drafty. It leaks when it rains. Cyrus, another sack of gold. Give it to this deserving lady so she can have her house fixed up immediately. Now, my dear lady, now that you're assured of my constant concern for your well-being, don't you think you might be persuaded to ask Apollo one little question for me? Have pity, dear Pythia, on this poor king whose fate hangs upon your answer. Your fate? Do you really mean that? May the gods strike me dead if I do not. Oh, for heaven's sake, no! Not here. Plutarch observed that from this time forward, Alexander the Great never embarked upon a single campaign without consulting Apollo at Delphi. However, you and I must await my return with Act Two before we find out what the oracle prophesied. Delphi in ancient Greece, 300 years B.C. It's a small town on the southern slope of Mount Parnassus, Mecca for those who desire a peek at their future. Inside the Temple of Apollo, intoxicating vapors are breathed and interpreted by the oracle. But Alexander the Great has missed his appointment and has gone to the house where the oracle lives. King Alexander, you said you have gold to repair my house. Where is it? Cyrus? Give it to her. Yeah. There should be more than enough gold in that bag. Are you listening to me, Bethia? Since you are always in command of those powers which never lessen or wear off, even when you're here at home... I don't know if that's true. You're a true oracle. And it would be no trick for you to ask Apollo for the answer to one small question. Alexander, I will not give you a private audience. There's a time and a place for every sacred communication. That is what the gods have decreed. They have not decreed anything of the kind. Apollo speaks through you, but not because you sit on a piece of marble on gold legs and put your face into that smoky wind. Oh, you are stubborn. I'm desperate. I must know. 
will all go well on my planned campaign in Asia. Come back to the Oracle at Delphi in a week. I may have an answer for you then. I beg you. Commune with Apollo, even as you stand here under his lantern, the moon. Reveal to me what success I can expect from my invasion of Persia. My son, you are tireless, persistent, obstinate. What of Persia? Alexander, you are invincible. I am. I am? Say no more. Cyrus, did you hear that? Invincible. Alexander, those Theban soldiers up there on the walls, what are they up to? Uh, they've been warned. We were on our way. Yes, but what are they doing? Building a higher wall around Thebes? Sounds more like they're breaking something. Coming from up there over the front gates. Except for that hammering, the entire city is silent and locked up tight for the night. Surely the Thebans don't think 30-foot walls are going to keep out a modern army. Not ours. But then Thebes' big trouble was always not thinking ahead. Yeah, it's like announcing to the world they were breaking their treaty with us. To let Demosthenes of Athens influence them to tell us to go to Hades. Why didn't we advance on Athens first? They always made trouble. Thebes is easier to capture. When that's done, you'll see how quickly Athens will knuckle under. How are the men? Well, I can only speak for the cavalry. They can hardly wait for you to give the horn signal at dawn. I hope this is the last petty annoyance I'll have. You're very angry that they broke the treaty, aren't you? Only because it delays our expedition against Persia. I can hardly wait for that. You heard what the oracle said? My son... You are invincible. Cyrus, let's walk up to the walls. The moon's out now. I'd like to get closer, see what they're doing up there. Ah, uh, Alexander? Hmm. Look, I, I can see two men up there on the parapet. I, uh, I think they're building something. No, oh, they're smashing some flat stone, I think. They just broke off a corner. Uh, well, they see us. You down there! Are you Macedonian? What if we are? We'd like a word with King Alexander. We heard he and his army are spending the night outside our gates. Yes, well, what do you wish to tell him? We have a gift for him to welcome him to Thebes. Stand away. We'll throw it down. We have a few more gifts like that just as soon as we make them. Do you see what they threw down? Yes, it's, it's, the, it's the corner of a marble slab with uh, some writing carved on it. Here are a few more gifts from Thebes to the great Alexander. Careful, Cyrus. Mm -hmm. That last one came awfully close. Yes. That's the lot. Small as we could make them. What a good reading there. Alexander. Mm. Come here. Have a look at these pieces. I don't have to. I know what they are. Didn't last long, did it? They must have known all along asking for a truce was just to gain time. I was never convinced about their sincerity. Why bother exchanging treaties chiseled into marble and then to break it up in such an offensive manner, tossing it out of the city piece by piece? Why, it's an insult. We'll repay them. Such an effort shouldn't go unrewarded. You up there, soldier, tell your commander-in-chief at dawn Alexander's great army will enter your city to teach Thebes a lesson. 
that we do not accept the breaking of a treaty to which we have affixed our seal. Be prepared for an invasion. Invade away, Macedonians. Ah, here's one piece of your treaty we forgot to send down to you. Here it comes. Catch it if you care to. Oh, Cyrus. Uh, Alexander. I... Cyrus! Alexander. Uh, King Alexander. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, Khamenei, what is it? May I speak? Not as one of your generals, but as one who has known you for many years. One who taught you military matters when you are young. I don't understand, Khamenei. You... You have something to report to me? Alexander, Thebes is being sacked, destroyed, burned. What pleasure can you derive Ah, from... ah, there you are. Uh, the musician, uh, excuse me, Fomenio. Uh, come over here, you two. Sit in front of the balcony and play for me. Fomenio, I enjoy the flames, but the noise is a bit offensive to my ears. So I've ordered these musicians to sweeten the sounds out there with their instruments. Alexander, all yesterday and all this night you have sat here watching the city being devoured. But I like that. A great soldier like you doesn't enjoy seeing the innocent suffer. I sit here, my old teacher, and enjoy my revenge. These Theban beasts killed saved my life a hundred times, whose friendship I esteemed above that of my own father. They cut him down in the flush of his life. And in return, I am obliterating their cruel city from the earth. The death of Cyrus has changed you? Yes. The useless, unnecessary death of my closest friend. I see him head laid open by a broken piece of a broken treaty. I held him dying in my arms and I vowed I would burn their city to the ground. Alexander, I beg you. Can I not persuade you to leave off watching this holocaust? Pomenio, I think you've said as much as I care to hear. Then let me tell you what will please you. The emissaries we expected have arrived. From Athens? Pomenio, that is news. They, they came, helmet in hand. Bowing and scraping, they ask forgiveness for goading Thebes to a revolt. They will agree to any terms. Any suggestions? Uh, we should certainly insist that Athens banish those who are behind the rebellion. Well, there is one other problem which only you can solve. Uh, some of our soldiers last night broke into the house of Timoclea. Do I know the lady? Our captain led a raiding party, entered the lady's house, and met his death at her hand. She killed a captain? In a rather cruel fashion. She has been apprehended and brought to me. So, deal with her. Well, this lady, Timoclea, says she is the widow of an officer who fought the Battle of Caronia with your father. I, I thought you would like to see her. I haven't time for that. Her husband 
fought for the liberation of Greece. I heard you the first time. Alexander, haven't you always prided yourself in respecting vanquished and victors as human beings? You've never been one who saw people as oxen to be led to slaughter. Mm, Parmenio, you're a wise old bird. If I didn't know you're not a man of two faces, I'd say you're trying to make me feel ashamed. Well, I would never criticize the decisions of my commander-in-chief. Have the lady brought to my command tent. And General Pomenio. Uh, uh, never mind. It's all right, I'll survive. My dear boy. What would my father have done? Forgive me, honey. I'm heartsick over the loss of my friend. I have no words to tell you how I feel. It hurts. Deeply. Grief is itself a medicine. I pray you are right. Your Majesty, this is the lady. Your name is Timoclea, madam? And you are the king who has done this to Thebes? I have a son older than you, if he's still alive. I am charged with the murder of a captain in your army. Not a Macedonian, we understand. A Thracian who fought with us. May I speak to you alone, your majesty? Certainly. General? I shall be outside, your majesty. Where shall I begin? This is very difficult for me. I don't expect mercy from those who would destroy, as you have destroyed. So now you have joined our ranks. There's blood on your hands also. Yes, and I'm glad of it. He deserved to die. Now you begin to understand why we came to Thebes. We too believed your city deserved to die. You believed? Thebes wished to make her own alliance with Athens, and you punished her. Thebes gave her word and broke her promise. You have the courage to speak to us like this. Do I have any more to lose than I have lost already? We hope not. Relate what happened. You ask me to tell everything? If you wish your life to be spared. And you are the chief justice? In the absence of a higher judge? We are. Even as he was passing judgment, Alexander felt guilty. He admired courage and compassion. In the years that followed, he knew he had not been compassionate with Thebes, that he had given free reign to revenge. He knew the destruction of Thebes was a monstrous act for which Alexander never forgave himself. I shall return very soon with Act Three. torch by Alexander the Great as answer to a broken treaty. His arch-Athenian enemy, the orator Demosthenes, had persuaded the Thebans to repudiate their friendship with Macedonia and throw in their lot with Athens. Our curtain rises as a noble Theban woman, Timoclea, stands before Alexander accused of murder and awaiting sentence. Timoclea, speak of the killing you're accused of. Last night, some Thracian soldiers broke into my house. The captain took me and used violence with me. Uh, oh, do you mind? It's difficult for me to speak of this. 
May we have a cup of wine brought to you to calm your spirits? No, 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 thank you. I can manage. After having satisfied his lust, this beast, this wild beast, asked me if I had any money concealed on the premises. I said I did, and I bade him follow me into the garden. There's a well in the garden, which I showed him. And I said to him, when the foreign troops took over the city and were beginning to burn it, King Alexander, why did you have to destroy our beautiful city? Why? General. <laughs> General Parmenio, would you come here? What can I do, Your Majesty? One can do nothing for this lady. She seems to have lost sight of who is the accuser and who is the accused. Oh, you are like your father, King Alexander. Not at all. He had many friends. We do not. He had a great heart. Ours is hard. In return for his goodness... He was murdered. Goodbye, madam. Your Majesty, is this lady guilty of murder? We never got round to the details. Well, the king has a quick temper. If you can confine yourself to answering a simple question, we can proceed. I'm sorry. I'll confine myself to what happened. Madam, you were saying... I showed this captain the well where I said I had thrown all my valuables. And he bent down and looked in to see, and I said to him, no, no, you have to look further. It's a deep well. And so he climbed up on top to have a closer look. And I came up behind him, and I pushed the ugly brute into it. Are you going to have me executed? Or sold into slavery? Madam, your husband was in the war. I am the widow of Theogenes, who fought the Battle of Coronio with your father. He fell on the battlefield for the liberty of Greece. Theogenes. Yes, yes, I know that name. My father spoke of him. Whatever you will do with me, I'm not sorry for what I did. I would do it again. Pomenio, take this lady and have her accompanied through the Macedonian lines to whatever place she wishes to go. Guard her well. She's very brave. And she's free. Pomenio, do you know what month it is? Well, it is March. And how old I am? I'm 22. If we don't begin our campaign against Asia in one month, we'll have to wait another year. Well, April will still give us enough time. It's only a hundred leagues on the west road to Sitos. And from there, only the Hellespont separates Macedonia from Persia. In a night and a day, we can get our 30,000 troops, 5,000 cavalry, and the siege towers across. Mm, I don't doubt that. The triremes are built. We've got fleet from Athens. And the men are as ready as they'll ever be. But the problem is, a month will come and a month will go, and we shall all still be right here, rotting in Pella. All that is who remain. Well, I am confused. All the soldiers who haven't given up and deserted. Well, why would they do that? Because since the new moon, they've not been paid. And because there's no money. None. No money for the campaign against Persia. Well, how can that be? I've seen gold by the cartload arriving at Pella after every expedition of your father. Mm, years gone by, yes. But since he died, no tribute has been exacted. Everything has been spent. My own purse is empty. The treasury is empty. Pomenio... Can you find me the money I need? You inherited nothing from Philip. 
Where did the money go? You and I have unsheathed the sword together many times, and the spoils of war must have amounted to at least 10,000 gold talents. Why isn't there enough left for the campaign against Persia? What about the land, the farms, the royal estates? In two and a half years, I've given all of it away. Well, to whom? Friends, supporters of my cause, those who believed in me. What did you keep for yourself? Hope. Uh, you're a very young man. I can see that. Uh, what is the least amount that will hold the army together until we take our first city in Persia? Another 500 talents. Can you get them? Well, I can try. If only you could. How much of it would you want for yourself? None of it. I'll share one thing with you, though. What's that? What you are keeping for yourself. Hope. Listen to those oars men row, Parmenia. Listen to the wind and the sails. How I waited for this day. Bless Apollo for granting us this clear day for our crossing. Mm, I haven't blessed you for not raising 500, but 800 talents. Uh, there are many people who believe only you can ensure the safety of the Hellenic world against Asia. Now, when we get to the middle of the Hellespont, we'll drop anchor long enough to make our offering to Poseidon. Are your commanders on shore keeping an eye for us to signal when to launch their boats? I'll wager they're not the only ones watching. Darius is bound to have spies on all the opposite hills to tell him what we're up to. I accept the honor. And you won't be difficult to spot. Full armor, white plumes on your helmets, standing up the other side the helmsman. I want those who chronicle this war to know I steered the way. How far from the shore are we now? Uh, this is halfway across. Then here is where we make our offering and our prayers. Cast anchor! Cast anchor! Ship oars! Backwater slowly into the wind! Ship oars and backwater! Lower sail! Alexander, why do you feel compelled to invade Persia? Do you remember asking me what I had inherited from my father? Little enough you said on that balance sheet. I think I left out my most important inheritance. War against Persia. I'm going to make my father's dream come true. To liberate all the Greek cities under Persian rule. He wanted all Greek cities to be united as one. For we speak a common language. I see. Philip of Macedon's dream. I shall make a Darius of Persia's nightmare. Oh, let me wake up. I am Darius of Persia. Why can I not rest? Oh, every night I see his men advancing. Battle after battle, we are pushed back. Dream this over and over again. Alexander's cavalry. Look at them. A wave of spears. Oh, run. They're overwhelming us. Now I am here on the battlefield. I'll show Alexander how Darius handles a sword and spear. My cavalry cannot be helpless. Send in the armed chariots. Oh, no. No. 
His archers have slain all our charioteers. Run, run, save yourselves, Persians. Oh, your gods, you have deserted Darius. It is the end. I am no longer Darius. How many? Have you ever seen anything like this royal tent Darius left behind? His color, this fine weave. Never. We'll walk inside. Imagine a tent floor made of the cedars of Lebanon. This chair inlaid. That must be ivory. Gold and silver cups. Gold platters. Think of it. Darius ate from gold platters on the battlefield. Over here, Alexander. Have you ever seen such a bath? A gold bathtub 50 leagues from Persepolis? All these things he took with him. And here, a throne. Now I know what it means to be king of Persia. Wherever he's hiding now, it's not like this. Excuse me, Alexander. I see a messenger at the tent opening. Give it to me. You you may go. Yes, General. Ah, a message from Darius. Mm, Already? He couldn't be far. What does he say? Well, I don't believe this, Alexander. Do you know there are women in some of those tents behind us? Darius writes that he has left his wife and mother, two young daughters and a six-year-old boy. Here. Right here. He says, Great Alexander, I acknowledge you have won most of Asia Minor. I offer you most esteemed warrior, friendship, and alliance. What say you to that? Find out where he has concealed himself and send him word that I reject his offer. Friendship and alliance with him, ha! Let me call a scribe to take down your very words. Uh, Will you have the scribe brought into the royal tent? And what of the safety of Darius's mother and wife and children? Say in the message that the royal family will be returned, but... He must come in person and plead for them. Uh, Ah, scribe. Uh, Take down the king's words. I'll give you the beginning of his message later. And in future, Darius, when you send to me, send to the Lord of Asia. And do not write to me what to do, but beg of me, as master of all you own, for anything you need, or I shall judge you an offender. If, on the other hand, you claim your kingdom, take your stand. And fight for it. And do not run. For I shall find you wherever you may be. Do not run from me. Take your stand and fight for your kingdom. I shall find you wherever you may be. Oh, we cannot stay here. It is not safe. Another horse. Get me one that will take me as far as the Euphrates. Once I'm across it, I shall be safe from Alexander. Alexander, Mm. 
Alexander, it's morning. Oh, when is it? Ah, Parmenio. What brings you to Damascus so early in the morning? It has slipped your mind, Your Majesty. Your whole army is now in Damascus. Oh, oh, yes, so they are. It's a lovely city to spend the winter. Don't you like it, old friend? Mm, Yes. You don't know what a pleasure it is to have plenty of food and plenty of rest. And plenty of entertainment. (laughs) We deserve it, all of us. What day is it? Two days later than you think. Wasn't that a party? By Apollo, an invincible party. (laughs) Or a a party for the invincible, huh? Well, I left early. Two nights ago. Parmenia, there is criticism in your voice. What's that in your hand? A letter from Darius. We haven't heard from him in months. What does the dear Persian want? Well, he wants his family back. And as ransom, he offers you 10,000 talents. All the land west of the Euphrates. Mm, That's because he is hiding east of the Euphrates. And he offers you a daughter in marriage. And an alliance. The terms get better every time he writes. But... No... There's still a great deal of land to be won, and right here for the winning. It is written on Olympus that I must battle Darius one more time and gain the entire Persian Empire. It is so written? Oh, yes. And I shall succeed. Remember? The oracle told me I was invincible. Alexander the Great, now 23, was a complex man, is evident. Was it only to gain more land that drove him across continents? Why was he so single-minded? For his father? And were the spoils of war beginning to undermine the man? His soldiers, relaxing with wine and dalliance, each with his golden plunder, would they willingly abandon peace for war? For what? I shall return shortly. Hi, Pat Summerall to say that if you want relief from sore muscles and dry winter air, follow this prescription from True Value Hardware Stores. To soothe aching muscles, apply moist or dry heat with a northern heating pad, just $9.88. For relief from dry winter air, get a northern cool spray humidifier for $9.98. It holds a gallon of water and runs all night on one filling. Relief is on the way with a northern heating pad or a cool spray humidifier from your participating True Value Hardware Store or home center. And tell them Pat Summerall sent you. What do doctors recommend to avoid constipation? These days, doctors stress the importance of fiber in the diet. Food fiber that helps the system regulate itself naturally. Metamucil is the laxative made from natural fiber. No chemical stimulants. So for occasional constipation, doctors recommend Metamucil more often than any other laxative. The way to overcome constipation is the natural way. But if not nature, Metamucil. Read label and follow directions. If you use a long-lasting nasal spray, you ought to check the package. If it has a big 12 on it, you're getting the longest-lasting relief you can get. You're using Duration Nasal Spray. Duration is different because Duration has the longest-lasting nasal decongestant. So Duration gives you up to 12 hours of relief. That's up to two to four hours longer relief than most other long-lasting nasal sprays. Look for the nasal spray with the big 12 on it. Duration. The proof is on the package. The package with the big 12 on it. For occasional use only is directed. 
Bob Hope here for USO. He's 20 in the Army, married and assigned far from home. At 18, she's in the Navy and stationed in a country where she can't speak the language. They're the kids next door, down the street. Perhaps your own son or daughter. You can't be there to help, but the USO can worldwide. USO helps with their personal emergencies, housing needs, understanding their new area, and even providing a glimpse of back home. Why? Because thousands of USO volunteers care. USO. Our next broadcast will conclude The Legend of Alexander, which we have presented to signal the start of Mystery Theater's eighth season. We grant you some liberties with time, place, and person may have been taken, but we are reflecting a legend and hoping, as the poet W.H. Auden has said, to break bread with the dead. Our cast included Russell Horton, Marion Seldes, Earl Hammond, and Lloyd Batista. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.